0: He wants to jump one thousand cars
1: sir you have a thousand cars
0: <laughs> i don't think i'd attempt to try this stunt uh,
1: or we, we, we owe this horsepower to uncle sam <laughs> too many co- cars. Yeah,
0: no roses would be uh- like i put my beer belly on it yeah. if you can't immediately tell somebody how many cars you have
1: you'll really give those up at a yuppie something to think about stay on the bar don't go yeah. off the bar with your bronco 1980 volvo horns what's right like? <laughs> i at a man's coolant <laughs>
0: He's like, oh, I thought it'd be small. It's for a small car. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's still an automatic transmission. They're never going to be light. Like, it's definitely going to have to crash. Starting off with Brad buying another car. That's the West. <laughs> Internet. You know, is this a Nigerian oil print? Uh, I also wish you drove a tan Camry. Anyways, anyway, that, that's ho- a horrible, very horrible podcast that's content. a very a inside joke. Hello and welcome back to Out Off Topic. How goes it, Brad? Andrew, it goes uh, it goes wonderful. Um, we'll get into it in a little bit, but uh, the end of the three straight weeks of car events here in Phoenix is over, so got a little time oh. to reflect. Yeah, life is good. It all know, went right? off without a hitch. That's...
1: I'm glad. Um, I I've got we got in basically the last car event here so um i don't know where do you want to start tonight
0: oh well i have one thing that's really been on my mind since last episode okay uh two things actually but we'll start with the first one um i know that i took a lot of heat on uh our discord um again if you want to chat people all the time and uh talk auto off topic style conversations about cars uh come join our discord uh plug over but anyway, I uh, made mention that I did not did not hate my Nissan Rogue rental car when I was in California. And while I didn't say I was going to run out and buy one, I took a lot of flack for even mentioning that it wasn't a bad car. Then I saw that you were away for work, and you happened to get not only a Nissan Rogue, but an identically specced, even down to color, Nissan Rogue from your rental car company. Yeah. So as much as I uh, don't want to make a another episode about a Nissan rogue um, I'd love to hear your honest thoughts about a Nissan rogue and please tell me honestly and don't don't uh, change any opinions based on what you think people will give you crap for just so only I get crap what how did you feel the car behaved for you
1: all right so uh, I've got our preferred rental agency is Hertz for work which is pretty common a lot of companies do that And they'll just tell you, just sign up for... If you're going to use Hertz, just sign up for the gold membership. This is a pro travel trip. Because uh, it's free. Anybody with a pulse gets it. Uh, And then you get to skip the counter. And, like, I pull this move all the time, where you rent the cheapest thing possible. Because it's just me for work, so I don't care if it was, like, a two-door or whatever. Like, I've gotten... uh, I think one of the times I rented from Hertz and I didn't have gold membership. That was when I went to Daytona and they gave me the yellow Beetle like at the counter, which was annoying. But anyway, I would I would choose the yellow Beetle, but that's yeah. So you just get to walk out to the quote unquote president circle, which sounds super fancy. Uh, and there's just a row of cars, and you just pick what you it's want. Nothing but yeah. Cadillac limousines and Suburbans. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So I'm I'm walking out there and I'm like, all right. There's a couple Ultimas. Uh There's some GM crossover things that I know I definitely won't like. Uh, there's a Nissan Kicks. Uh, that kind of I know those aren't great. Uh, I couldn't find. I had a. I, think I had a Kia. Uh, what's the Kia Sedan? I had that last time. Um. Well, there's a yeah. Something uh, five K five. No. Uh. Uh, I don't know. It was it was it was nice, and I it had low miles on it. I liked it, but it wasn't there because the last time I went in, it was there, but I didn't have the keys in it, so I couldn't take it. So anyway, I'm looking around, and I turn, and I see a blue rogue, brand new, and I was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> funny. This is this is great because Forte. I Kia know that's what a, yeah. Kia Forte.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I had a Kia Forte. That was actually a really good car too. Just a good basic sedan." Uh, Because everything's got... All I want in a rental is CarPlay and and the screen so that I can use nav and I can listen to music. Uh, I don't really care what the platform is too much. As long as it's not like a super, super slow, annoying of box,
0: which is why I like being able
1: to just pick whatever I want.
0: Sure. So anyway, you chose... for, For the lulls, you picked the same color blue... Brand yeah. new Nissan Rogue that, that I had. Uh, I noticed well, it's it had like, Pennsylvania tags, so it was up the same exact car, at least.
1: But Well, it's like uh, there was like super economy cars there and Altimas and a Nissan Kicks and a bunch of GM stuff. So I'm like, well, why don't I just take the Rogue? Because that's probably the best thing here. And Brad already Maybe. said it was fine. And Brad's usually not that wrong, even when he is wrong. The bar is low. so. Yeah. <laughs> um it had three thousand miles on it so it was basically brand new
0: yeah i think ours had about that i don't know what we got it too
1: um yeah it's it's a car like i actually didn't find they must have done some tuning on these cvts because it wasn't super annoying to like get up
0: on the highway as long as you didn't my, my thing was as long as you didn't mat it like foot yeah. to the floor it was fine when you matted it foot to the floor it was like oh my god what are you doing where do i belong but other than that it was fine. So so but you you agree though it wasn't terrible. Not at all. My my assessment is uh is backed up now at least. Is like, it boring? Yes. Yeah, sure. Is it terrible? No. No. <laughs> it is it is competently car, which is all I was trying to say. Like it was a pleasant place to be. It did. It wasn't. It wasn't like I didn't feel penalized being in it. It, it was. A, no. It was a nice enough vehicle. It was comfortable. It it did car things in a car way, and I am beyond happy that at least now I have somebody else take the heat with me for defending I, me a little bit a Taltema. I will say they definitely improved the interior finishes on these cars. Oh, for sure. Now, there were too many different materials, was my opinion on the interior. Like, they were like... Oh, I like
1: the seats with
0: the gray insert. The seats were nice, but where the dash and the door panels met, it was like... It was like a different designer to the dash than did the door panels, and they both sourced materials from different places, and it was weird looking and awkward to me, but that's only a a problem if I'm buying a car. I don't care if I'm renting a car.
1: (laughs) So, it was fine. No, and the... The UI was really good. It plugged in. It worked. I had CarPlay. Yeah. Now, the annoying thing with that hurts. This is my little gripe with I. My flight was a half hour early. Lucky me. So I had planned it like my flight was supposed to show up at 745. And then I was, all right, I'll pick up at 8. That's perfect. That'll give me the time to get off the plane, walk over there. So I showed up like literally like 15 minutes early. Uh, I'm over there, I walk out, I grab the car, I back out, I go to the gate, there's nobody around. I was like, uh, okay, and like other rental car places are open? I'm like, what's going on here? So I like open up my email, I'm like, all right, I'm going to call someone, because it's really annoying, and then I see the hours are 8 a.m. till 12 p.m., or 8 a.m. till midnight. I'm like, uh, all right, <laughs> that's annoying. <laughs> so I gotta sit you, here for 15 minutes? You there a.m.? 8 A. M.
0: Okay. Well, even 8 till... PM when you're telling the story. No. Okay.
1: Sorry, 8 AM till twelve A. M. Uh, like midnight. Um yeah. I'm like, that's really annoying. And then like some people like walked by that clearly worked for her. It's so, like didn't say anything to me. This dude walks by, goes into the terminal, and then finally this woman shows up. She's like, All right, I'll she's like, sorry, they're not here yet. It was like five of. She's like starts, you know. Get me like, and all they do now is scan it. They don't even give you like, they like, check your license, and I don't think they even ask the credit card anymore. Like, scan the car, check your license.
0: Don't even give you paperwork. It's all email, right? So it's funny. I, then, I had the opposite. We still got paperwork and credit card and license and all that stuff, and we booked it online. So, um, they get to join the gold. Maybe it's, a, maybe, it's maybe it's because you're the president's club.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm telling you. And then, um, so I'm like, She's almost done, and the dude that walked by me, that come out of the terminal, is the like walks back like he's the dude that's gonna work
0: in the booth. I'm like, really, bro? Like, come on. I mean, he's not on the clock. He's not getting paid. I don't. I know, but him. yeah, like, <laughs> I, I I probably would have said hi. I'd be like, hey, I'll be right with you, or something along those lines. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't expect I, him to help me yet. <laughs> I know, but it was in like five minutes.
1: It wasn't like I was there at six in the morning. Sure, because so. he definitely wouldn't have been either.
0: <laughs> but five minutes before eight, might as well have been six. In the annoying. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm I'm just I'm glad that uh, you experienced the car, and I'm glad you could at least back me up in the fact that it's 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 a competent vehicle. Uh, one thing I will say that surprises me on that is that uh, it was a three cylinder turbo. Sure, um, I didn't notice. I didn't look. I didn't. I didn't notice at all. I mean it. I. I would I would stay away from purchasing a three cylinder car or even renting a three cylinder car, thinking it would be terrible. But I mean it was it was totally fine. And maybe because my bar is so low for horsepower and speed that I don't care, but I was more concerned about it being like a buzzy weird little three cylinder and it, it and, wasn't. It was fine.
1: Then I had a new outlander next to me, like in a parking lot. I was like, Oh yeah, these are the same vehicles.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Same same platform for sure. There's um a- the Outlander doesn't have a three cylinder, I think, does it? Or does it?
1: I don't think so, no, I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah. headlights, amazing. The xenons like the sun.
0: Oh, we didn't have xenons. We had uh we had halogens.
1: Oh yeah. This thing had xenons, which was good because it gets it's dark out there where
0: I was and there's a lot of like deer running I around. Mean, so we were in the middle of nowhere, so I would have appreciated better headlights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't complain about them because modern car headlights are fine, even non xenon ones, but
1: Another That's pro tip yeah. that I do whenever I get in a rental car now, especially Nissan, flip those lights to auto as soon as you get in it. Then you don't forget.
0: Okay. Oh, so they're always just turn on on you?
1: Flip them to auto. Yeah. Right. Because you'll just be driving in a new Nissan with the light-up dash and, and just be like, you know, an NPC out there with no headlights. That's true. Um,
0: the one thing I notice all the time is, uh, what's the Chrysler called there? the Pacifica, every Pacifica on the road has no lights on at nighttime. So, yeah, because they're, their daytime running lights are so bright and the dash is lit up so bright that nobody turns the lights on. So they have no running lights in the back ever. And it's a mm-hmm. constant problem with that particular vehicle. We, we see Pacificas all the time with no lights on. So anyway, um, I just, again, I'm just happy you did it and I'm happy you agreed with me. And uh, I want to put it, put an end to the uh, auto on topic of rogues. And get back to old cars. Back
1: to Taltima off topic.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, also, I I did double check some pedantic corrections here. Uh, I did double check the front suspension and the Corolla just to make sure I oh, wasn't yes. wrong. No, yeah, you're right. I, you yes, were right. You were right. Yeah. Mistakes were I made. Needed to, I needed to clarify that out there. I was like, I don't think I'm that far off, but I was not. I was 100% right. It is a, uh, a McPherson strut car. It's a different style than what you were thinking of, but. In, in my brain, you were probably thinking of like a dual A arm with a coil spring. Is that what you were thinking of? Yes. Or you just weren't thinking at all? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I know you know what a McPherson strut is, so I'm not trying to call you out here. It's just, uh, it's rare that I get the technical facts wrong and you get them right. So I'm just going to gloat a little bit and brush the dirt off my shoulders. So um, that was it for pedantic corrections. Moving on, let's talk NASCAR. Yes, so we didn't talk NASCAR last week. Uh, one of our favorites was booted last week from the playoffs. We lost our mm-hmm. man Bubba, unfortunately. I think we um, lost Chastain too. Was that or was that the week before? That was before, I think. The three, mm-hmm. I don't know. That was last week too, I think. But so, yeah, we lost our Trackhouse guy and our twenty three eleven guy. So we're uh, a little bummed about that. But there is still a few names in the hunt that uh, I'd like to see win a championship this year. I wouldn't be upset if Hamlin won. Um, basically because he has some principal in the 2311 team. So that's kind of neat. Uh, but anyway, this, this week's race was really good. Did you get to watch the race, Andrew? I did. The South point 300 or whatever it's called. It's basically yeah, La- it Las Vegas was. 300. So it's Las Vegas Speedway. Um, it was a really good race. It was a pretty clean race overall. It was interesting seeing tire issues this late in the season. It seemed like they had a lot of uh, right rear tire problems and they were overdriving them and crashing the car. In fact, the winner of the car was the winner of the car. Excuse me. The winner of the race, unfortunately was um, Kyle Larson, but even he partway through the race had a epic, epic save. Like he should have lost big time when he took that car as far sideways as he did. And managed to save it, bring it back, and still win the race. So, as much as I don't like to see him winning the race, um, his his finish there was wild. So, uh, Although... It was wild. I'm looking right now at the finals on the internet.
1: Who's right behind him? Why am I blanking uh, on this?
0: It was the twenty car. Yeah. Um interesting. The results that are coming up are from the other race that was there. Which this was the South Point 400 was the one I'm talking about. Um Christopher Bell is the twenty car, who's right behind him. So and Christopher Bell made it real interesting in the last like ten laps. He was coming up like two tenths of a second per lap and within the last the last you know last time around turns 3 and 4 he was right on Larson's bumper and got him a little loose and I thought for sure he was going to be able to get past him and go over the finish line in front of him but the finish line is way too close to the end of turn 4 so he didn't have that like drag race down the straight so unfortunately that's what gave Larson the win but i mean it was well under a second victory by the end it was great so uh... Anybody who says NASCAR is boring doesn't know how to watch NASCAR because I tell you, it was another great finish. So it was a great race the whole time. There was a lot of racing during the whole, a lot of good racing during the whole event. So I enjoyed it immensely. Um, still happy to see who's still out there. You know, most of the guys that I wanted to take the championship are out, but there's still a few out there. And at the end of the day, I think both of us can agree. It's anybody but Larson, right? So, Yeah. It's kind of where we're at. Which it's, there are eight people who can still take the championship, and as long as one of them's not Larson, we'll be happy. But it is what it is. He's uh, he won the race, so he's guaranteed a spot in the what they call they don't call it the final four, but basically the final four at Phoenix, right? So
1: yeah. So you no, know, they have like two or three more races. It's There's two Phoenix more races.
0: Week. There's two yeah. more races, and then Phoenix. Okay. So. There's right now there are eight playoff drivers still. After these next two races, there'll be four more eliminated. And then the final four drivers compete for the championship in the last race. So the whole field is out there. They still try to win the race. Um, There are other things that play too. There's team points and car points and Mm. owner points and all that stuff. The championship's not decided for any of those. So, guys that are out of the actual quote unquote playoffs are still trying hard to win the race because a, it's you know it's a a stat builder to win a race, but there's also like I said, there's team points and owner points and manufacturers points, and they still want to get all those things for all those people, so they still drive just as hard as if they were in the championship. So it's still it's not that it's. They're just there as backmarkers. They're all there trying, but there's only four people who could take the championship. And I mean, I was explaining that this weekend and at first it seems kind of weird that, Hey, only four people who win this championship, but it's no different than it used to be in the past when after the entire season, you know, somebody could have won the championship with three three races left. Yeah. Because the points wise, they were so far ahead. It wouldn't have mattered. So this actually, I think, kind of keeps that a little bit more interesting where there isn't a champion until the final race. Yeah. There's only four people who can win it, but any one of those four could win it. So it becomes a whole different scenario than it used to be where, you know, if somebody had six wins in a season, then when there's four races left, they'd be like, well, nobody can get enough points to pass them. So they win period. End of story. And the championship is decided. So I think this actually is, I mean, it's why they did it to keep it more interesting. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, it's wild. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm, again, continuing to enjoy every single race this season. So keep going. So Homestead, Miami uh, is next week. Yeah. And then Martinsville. And then the championship here in Phoenix is in November.
1: It's a pretty big spread of distance.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Right? So you'll Vegas to Miami. Martinsville, 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 which is not as bad. Back to back Phoenix. all the way over to Phoenix, yeah. Weird. So. Anyway, um, you know, I was watching the race, and uh, I was remarking to Stephanie that when I watched it as a kid, I didn't have a much, a much better understanding of, of NASCAR now as an adult. Like, watching, uh, it's interesting to see how cars will do worse sometimes in the beginning of a race and vice versa. Like, as a race goes on, like, a car will get better or worse. It's just sure. kind of an interesting thing. I, cause it early on in the race, like Chastain wasn't doing so great. And then, like, the last stage, he was running up top 10.
0: Sure. Absolutely. And like,
1: oh, maybe he's got a chance to win it here when there was like, you know, 50
0: laps left. I think one of the biggest. Things, strong. And, and I was talking also to Naomi about almost the same thing this weekend about the racing, because she's been watching some of the racing with me, not like flag to flag, like you or I do, but she was saying that, like, you know, a couple, couple years ago she'd be like oh why what is interesting about these cars driving around in circles but even her or even she i should say now appreciates all of the minutiae of the event and and the pit strategies and yeah tire strategy and all the stuff that's happening while it's going on on top of the really good side-by-side door handle door handle racing that's happening like there's really once once you understand what's going on and again same as you you know, as a kid, I just want to watch cars race and crash, but there's so much more to it. And it's, it's probably the same in any sport. You know, you watch enough baseball, you start to get baseball strategy, right? That's yeah, that's really what a fan of the sport does. And you learn yeah, we more watched, and more about it.
1: There's been several races where our, the drivers that we like have just made terrible decisions on pit strategy or just like the way it shook out with a yellow flag or something. And they just get completely shuffled to the back. Yep. After having like a strong race, it's kind. Of, it's really interesting.
0: It's all part of the game.
1: And they're like, they're still having a lot of trouble with like getting wheels tight, which is crazy. After like two years.
0: Sure. Well, I think the biggest thing with the wheels is that whole indexing problem, where you can tighten the wheel on, but it's not. It's not over those those posts. of yeah, the posts. Yeah, it's weird
1: because they have like, there's like twenty five openings in the back of the wheel for the post to fit in or something. Is there's, there's yep. they're like almost every bit of the machine face is a hole yep. for it to fit.
0: Yeah. It's almost like you have to try hard not to get it in place, but yeah, that's what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're doing a full tank of gas and four tires in nine seconds. So mm-hmm. the, the, the room for error is there when you're ever trying to do anything that fast. So it's, it's an insane fast pit stop. And I mean, they're still manually jacking these cars too. Also in that nine seconds, mm-hmm. it's not like it's air jacks, like, it's, it's a pretty impressive, pretty impressive feat to see them do it. So I can see why mistakes are made because you're trying to get everything done in nine seconds. That's, I mean, the, a 9.2 versus a 9.7 second pit stop is four or five positions leaving the pits. So it's yeah. huge to get it done fast. And that couple tenths is a couple positions. And that's win or losing the ra- win or lose the race right there. So it's...
1: I hope they never go to air jacks because that is part of the athleticism of the pit crew, is the jacking.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, also, I'm hesitant to ever say I hope they never because I don't want to sound like one of those NASCAR fans that got mad when they went from five lugs to one. So,
1: the what that didn't bother me that much, but it's like uh, it's cool because it's, I don't know, it feels more of a team sport. For sure, because the like the pit crew is uh, much more integral. For sure, because they've you know they haven't eliminated stuff.
0: For sure, and I I think that the all the complaints about the one lug still being an issue and wheels falling off, I think all the people who complain about it forget that wheels used to fall off with five lugs too. So, because all Uh it took was getting them a little cross threaded, and once they got the temperature, they came off. So it. It's not a new thing. It's just a new way of doing it. So,
1: I think I mean, hey, they to... they basically fixed the tolling thing. It's it's seems far less fragile. They you can yep. still break them if you hit the wall, but it wasn't like
0: yeah, but the first season the walls, of the new so.
1: cars. Yeah, they were like they'd break like constantly under like force, like side side load.
0: Yep. Nope. They fixed a lot of things with the car over the past two years of running it. So I think that uh, I think most most fans who aren't just going to be mad to be mad are probably better now with the changes the cars had. So, and most of the drivers are happier with it now too, than they were at the beginning. Um, I just, the one thing I'm really looking forward to is the drivers of these cars getting better on road courses. Um, yeah. Just because it seems like they're having a hard time, like learning the car in the road courses. It seems to be that there's a, that there's a large spread of steel yeah. set other road courses and it used to be a lot tighter with the old car so i think well probably you some know drivers the... have experience in other cars that are yeah. close to these cars so,
1: we know the transaxle will last because they got like yeah,
0: to 21 hours, hours out of the one
1: yeah. yeah well i think they i think it made 21 hours before they swapped it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's pretty yep. cool
0: That's not a weak point for sure um, anyway yeah there's three layers left if you haven't gotten into it now, you're probably not going to. But it was uh, it's been it's been very enjoyable, and I'm looking forward to the next few races. So I'm also looking forward well, to the off season, so I don't have to watch a race every Sunday. Because I've yeah, I realized like how addicted I've become to it this year. Like I think it was last week we were out of town for the Williams show, and we came back on Sunday. But then we had like a family party to go to and the whole stuff. But I remember I was. We're going somewhere else, and Naomi was like, do you want me to drive? And I was like, yes, because I want to watch the race from the passenger seat. <laughs> so I was like watching the race on my phone. Like That's how addicted I've become to it this season. I just I want to take it in as soon as I can. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to the off-season.
1: <laughs> did you watch um, Petit Lama?
0: I did not. I that was, was Saturday. It. Yeah, I had... Uh, Saturday was... Uh, we'll get into it in a bit, but it was prep for an event all day and go to the event all evening. So...
1: Yeah, it was. Um, that was a pretty good race with a lot of. Because uh, the the GTP, it's the new prototypes of this year. The the championship had not been decided going into the race. Um. And uh, spoiler alert: so uh, Meyer Shank Racing won the championship with the Acura, uh, and they're actually getting out of. Um. Out of uh, GTP, they're not going to run it next year
0: retiring champions
1: yeah uh like wayne taylor racing was like seemingly gonna win it and then they had an incident on track and they just the car was destroyed with like an hour and a half to go oh that's 50 minutes ago or something yeah and then it was corvette racing's last race um and the car broke halfway through yeah yeah so that was a bummer yeah, kind of a um,
0: anticlimactic finish to there.
1: Yeah, race team. like twenty years of really good racing. Yeah. Um, but the GTP cars are here to stay for a little while, and uh, you know we're getting in the off season, but it's like Daytona is right around the corner. So you'll have Daytona 24 Hours, and then February is the Daytona 500. So it's really only like two or three months away.
0: Yeah, short off racing. season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, and actually, uh, did we talk about it last week? We are going to be at Daytona.
1: Yes. You and I will be there at the, yep. at the Daytona 24 hours. So, if you want to meet us, we'll be there.
0: Absolutely. If you're there, hit us up and we'll hang out for a bit.
1: We'll be there all weekend. So, Friday to Sunday. Yep. I'm super stoked for it. Because I want to catch, and, like, the support races are usually pretty good too.
0: And I think we're going to try to hit, I know for, uh, Long Beach this year too, kind of in the, in the car. We're,
1: yeah, we're certainly gonna try for that because I've never been there. Um, yeah, we'll see. Because it's um, it's like only six hours from you, so not even. I, yeah, I can even. I can fly oh, five out. Hours, right? Yeah, and we can <laughs> drive out. Sure thing. Plus I never, I'm I was trying to figure that out. So is it, is it a week? Is everything spread apart by a week, or is everything in one weekend?
0: I was under the impression everything was under one weekend. I can't imagine the city of Long Beach allowing the streets to be shut down for an entire week plus but with, with racing for. I right, entire we have to week.
1: double check what what the schedule's like. We'll talk about this off air. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure it's it's very similar Friday to Sunday kind of setup.
1: Because yeah, if I can catch if we can catch Indy IMSA race some drifting, that'd be really cool.
0: Yep, very very cool. Uh, so, one anyway. more point of motorsports. Oh yeah, um, good friend of the podcast. Um, Rally Santiago is his Instagram name, I think. Correct, or Rally Santi? Um, I'm gonna yeah. Be... Which which is it, Rally Santi or Rally Santiago? Rally Santi. Okay, Rally Santi on Instagram. Uh, he's in our Discord. Uh, he drives a BRZ. In ARA Rally, and uh, wanted to throw him a huge congratulations because he won the limited two-wheel drive class at LSPR this past weekend. So, super cool that uh, somebody in our community actually won their class um, at that event. That's a, that's a national event, so that's awesome. Uh, he finished ninth overall, and I think he beat all but maybe one two-wheel drive car. Like, there's one open class, two wheel drive car ahead of him. Everybody else finished behind him, even in the open class. So, that's a huge accomplishment. And I just want to give a big congrats, congrats to him. Uh, go follow his Instagram page because he has posted videos, in car videos of him driving. And uh, he definitely finished first in class for a reason. He uh, he really, really left it all out, out there. Like, it was, he was hauling. It was an impressive to see. So, I would. Uh, Highly recommend following his page and following his rally antics and uh, shooting him a congratulations for finishing first in class. So didn't want to uh, let our little motorsports talk finish without a little conversation about that. So big, big props to him. So anyway, moving on. Um, Yeah. What, so what did you prep for all day? Saturday, this past Saturday was the inaugural radwood southwest aka radwood phoenix Uh, we've been talking about it for quite some time and uh, it finally happened and i will say that this was the most fun i've had at a radwood in the last few radwood events i've been to and i don't know if that's because it was so many people that i knew because it was a home event or if it was just the Fact that it was at nighttime, so it was kind of a different vibe with like the sunset going on, or yeah, the fact that they had a drift demo right off the right off the car show, uh, or the fact that in the adjacent lot across from the the standard parking section, there was a full on drift event going on. So I don't know; it just seemed like there was a lot going on, lots of people there. You know, seemingly, again, being a home event, it was kind of like going to the Boston event where it's like you just spend the whole day talking to people before you know it, it's over. Um, but it was it was a great event and huge props to, uh, to Art and Warren for, you know, listening to a few of us locals and taking some of our advice and hooking up with some of the people they needed to to get some pretty epic cars there because – while it wasn't the largest Radwood event by any means, it was uh as far as car quality goes, it was it was pretty high up there. So Cool. There's some some real nice stuff. So I decided I was going to bring the Mercor. Um quick question. Had, yeah, answer.
1: How far out is the Radford school from like
0: Yeah, downtown see Phoenix now or? this I think is the problem. Okay. Uh it's about a half hour from everything. But okay. now a half hour from everything doesn't sound bad.
1: No, it doesn't. Not in Phoenix. I mean, what's what's a half hour? Fifty miles but, out there.
0: But it's a half hour, like in the middle of nowhere. So there's okay. nothing in between anything and the racetrack. Okay, um, it's way out on the ten. Um, between what? Uh, like heading towards L.A. Yeah, you'd be heading west. I think. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't even remember anymore. I'm bad. I'm bad with directions, Andrew. Yeah, you know that. I right know. Now. So you're yeah, asking the wrong person. Is it 10. head to and i went a direction on the 10
1: yeah you're either heading towards like new mexico or you're <laughs> heading towards la
0: right so let's see i'm going to pull the map up because right now i'm like i honestly don't know which way I i'm went.
1: curious i don't know where it is i it's is this what phoenix international is that what it is it's not it's not, it's not the same as the nascar P-I-R. drag not
0: it, pir no okay so I was wrong you're heading towards Mexico
1: okay so, New Mexico
0: yes and eventually I mean 10 goes kind of south yeah um, kind of southeast but yes you're heading towards New Mexico so it's the okay. opposite way. It's, it's it's almost it's almost dead south out of Phoenix because the way the way that 10 comes across it goes sort of
1: towards Tucson
0: sort of toward it goes to it goes to Tucson not sort of towards Tucson so the oh, 10 right. goes okay. across to California, but then like in Phoenix, it makes like a hard right almost and goes down to Tucson. So okay. the, the track is about a half hour outside of, it's about a half hour outside of where I am in Phoenix. I can tell you that. And then it's probably That's not about, that bad that it's not that bad, it, but you have to understand like the Phoenix North mentality. Phoenix. You have to understand the Phoenix mentality though. Like, that's far for people in Phoenix. It's far. A half hour is far it is. I no we have I under, every yeah. every block has repeating businesses. Like yeah you want to go to a Wendy's, you can go to a Wendy's in your neighborhood because there's gonna be one. Now I'm not yeah. encouraging people to go to Wendy's, I'm just saying that's how it's laid out here. Because it was laid out in a grid, it's everything's within five minutes of your house.
1: Yeah. I no, so, I understand that from from visiting there now a bunch of times. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't need to drive
0: a half hour away because the target is only five minutes away. Like it has right. to be no a matter really where you are. Store. There's a target in five yeah. minutes. So driving a half yeah, hour basically. becomes a lot. And then driving a half hour outside of everything becomes a lot. And actually, I it's probably more like 45 minutes from my house, not a half hour because I didn't come from my house to go there. We had another, another child's birthday party to go to this weekend. <laughs> that was already on the way out that way so
1: these kids and birthdays today come on
0: you know it's <laughs> funny I talked to Naomi about it all the time like I grew up with me and my sister and that was pretty much it we had some cousins that were like older one cousin who's similar but all of her she's got like a thousand nieces and nephews that were always at birthday parties for it seems so anyway I enjoy it it's fine it's just funny and different to me from being uh, what I grew up with. But yeah. All right, let's consolidate it then.
1: Tell them to consolidate.
0: Yeah, because especially since so one many month of them are so many of them in October. Once. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, so yeah, you were born in May.
1: Sorry, Marco. All all your cousins, we've decided everybody's October.
0: Just to July. <laughs> yeah. Right in the middle of the year. You get your Christmas, you get your birthday month, and that's it. You're done. No more. Yeah. Makes everything simple. Um anyway, so it's South east of the city uh but you're going on 10 east to get there so you are correct um yeah it it makes it so it's a little bit closer to tucson i guess um it's still probably a couple hours from tucson but it's closer than if it was on the other side of phoenix um my question though is i wondered if it would be more popular elsewhere um however in talking to art uh, he was saying that he really concentrated his advertising on like make sure he got Tucson and Flagstaff. And I was like, oh man, there's like 5 million people just in Phoenix. So just, I don't think he needed to spread out that advertising outside of the city. He could have concentrated more on in the city and maybe yeah. he would have gotten more people from in the city because there's so many people here. But I think anybody who needed to be there was there. Uh, as far as car quality went. Uh, I think that, The car count being down was fine based on the the quality of what showed up and not just in the, uh, Radwood royalty section, but even in the regular car show, it was, there was some really nice stuff. I mean, we did laugh because a big portion of the Radwood royalty section was just the Ron, Mike, Brad and Tyson show. Um, (laughs) because between the four of us, we had 14 cars there. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, hey, that's what we promised. That's what we delivered, right? Uh, it would, it was going to be sixteen, but I was down a couple drivers last minute, so I would have had we would have had sixteen cars. The four of us there, but it is what it is. If you got so, to uh, well, we, bring the point, show that we, if you got to bring the show that we all go to drive all over the country for, yeah. to us, we're going to bring as many cars as we can and make multiple trips if necessary.
1: It's so, only four cars per person.
0: It is. It's not that bad, right? Yeah, so it's um, totally normal. Art Art parked all Ron's cars facing each other, which is kind of neat in like a little round circle parking area. So Ron brought two preludes, um, CRX, which technically is Nanette's, not Ron's. So, but anyway, so his two preludes, Nanette CRX, and the Starion. Um, our friend Mike, who's the uh, Turbo Ford and Ford guy, uh, brought. A his Capri RS that he brings to all the Redwoods, but he also brought yep. an SVO Mustang times 2 and a Ford EXP Turbo, which is dumb, rare, and cool. Um, and then Tyson brought a Legend, an Integra, an NSX, and maybe a second Integra, like two of Daggers maybe were Tyson's. Um, obviously him bringing all of his Acuras out. And then I had the Mercore and, uh, Naomi drove the 944 out. So we had, uh, quite a few cars just in our section alone, (laughs) which was fun. Um, art had reached out to me and wanted a car for the Coker tire booth. And he'd asked if I could bring the eclipse. And I said, you don't want the eclipse. It's not super shiny and super like car show worthy. I was like, but I'll gladly bring out the Mercore, um, but it's going to require me changing out the wheels because it has 18s on it that are entirely too big for the car. And he was like, that's cool. Can you get it done in time? And I was like, probably. So I did. Um, I don't know why I waited so long, but I didn't touch it until Thursday night. I decided to clean the wheels. So cleaned the wheels Thursday night, got them all ready to go. Unburied the car Friday night because it hadn't moved in... I don't know, since before summer started, so it was all covered up and put away for summer storage. Um, Got that out Friday night, swapped the wheels on Friday night, and then panicked because I didn't have lug nuts. I'd gone out and bought lug nuts, anticipating the aftermarket wheels would have like an aftermarket style lug nut that wouldn't work on the factory wheel. Um, Thankfully, they did because the lug nuts I bought were the correct thread pitch. But the lug nuts were too small for the lug holes. And we tightened yeah. them up. They just went right through the wheels and right to the hub. <laughs> so that didn't help. Um, I managed to put... I put three lugs on each wheel. Because the aftermarket wheels had locks on them. That were even a smaller diameter than the ones that I bought. So they didn't fit either. So then I had to scramble on Saturday morning. I had to get up nice and early. Because... The car had literally been sitting for, like I said, probably five months uh, and clean the car, run to the store, find more lug nuts that fit. Now, my nervousness was that I needed a lug nut that was wider to fit the base of the wheel, but wasn't too tall because it also had to fit under a center cap. So I was afraid that, you know, a closed end conical style lug nut was going to be too tall. Um, But thankfully it was not so... So Saturday started at like I got up before seven and before well, yeah, before I left. That's that's early for you. That's early for me, yes.
1: We, we should yeah. I need to I mean it's not that.
0: My, my work day starts at seven now, so it's like it's really not, but that's fine. Um it's early for me ten years ago. It's not really for me anymore. Um anyway, so I was up before seven, got everything worked working on the car, ran out, bought the lug nuts. Um, washed the 944 real quick because it was also dirty managed to not only buff the entire Mercore but also polish the Mercore and clean the interior before 1230 in the afternoon to go to the kids birthday party nice so now here's the next nervousness factor I have to drive this car from my house to this party and then to the Radwood event and these tires, I've never driven a mile on, uh, and they were not new. Um, they're date coded mm, eleven years ago. Um, so that's all right. You're changing them out. I mean, they, they looked fine. They, they weren't. There were no cracks on them. Uh, they did. They aren't like super hard. Right. They seem you're not gonna, reliable. Like, you're not doing pulls in a thing. You're not going to die. It's you're fine. No, but I mean, the speed limit out here is 65, 75 miles an hour, so it's, you're moving along pretty good in these old tires, so I was a little nervous, but I will say the tires made it, so um, I'm not going to drive across country on these tires, they're going to be changed out sooner than later, but uh, it enabled me to get to the show, it enabled me to see the car with the factory wheels on it, Uh, I spent a ton of time, I spent a ton of time cleaning them, a ton of time, like... Ton of time. Like I spent an entire evening after work, like from four o'clock till midnight, cleaning four wheels. Like it took forever because they were very dingy, um, but they came out half decent. Uh, they don't hold up to like super close scrutiny because a lot of the paint is peeling off. But overall, they look really good in the car, and uh, I like the look of the fake BBS wheels that were on there, but not the diameter. Fun fact. <laughs> The center caps of the fake BBS wheels and the center caps of the factory mesh wheels, the pattern is identical. Like identical, identical. Weird. You can literally place the BBS center cap in the factory mesh pattern and all of the lines line up. Like it won't, there's no way to like hold it in place on the wheel, but it lines up perfectly. So the design is exactly the same. <laughs> So it doesn't have the three-piece look that the fake BBS did, but I mean there's some shame in running on some 48-pound fake BBSs, right? So yeah. Um the car does drive nicer on the correct size wheels. Um it's a significant size difference. The the, the fake BBS wheels are 18 by 8s, and they were on a two. 15 35 or 205 35 tire which is nothing for a tire that's like a rubber band and i went down from the 18 by 8 to a 15 by five and a half yeah <laughs> so that's like a baby in comparison but the wheels the factory wheels probably with tires probably weigh 20 pounds less per than those big chinese fake BBS's do they were so heavy it was ridiculous. I, I almost I couldn't believe how heavy they were taking them off the car. Like it was a lot of work. So the car drives significantly nicer. Um significantly. Like it's a whole different car. I, I talked about how much the tires made a change for me in the in the Porsche. I mean the tires and wheels on this made a huge difference in the drivability of the car. It also doesn't now rub on every turn and every bump. Yeah. Because it's factory sized. Did it fix I mean, the boost issue it did not fix the boost issue but uh, a aforementioned uh close friend and turbo ford fan was looking at the vehicle and he said why is there a manual boost controller and i was like yeah because it came with it yeah i was like my assumption is whatever controlled the boost factory is not here and he said well it's not supposed to have anything it's just supposed to go the vacuum line should just go right to the wastegate he's okay. like the, the turbo is not capable of producing enough boost to need to be controlled like just unplug that thing and plug it directly in the turbo and the wastegate. I was like, are you sure? And he's like hundred percent sure. That's how all my cars run. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I haven't done it yet. Cause this was just Saturday. And I was this Michael. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's this week's plan. I haven't put the car away away yet. I'm going to go do that and uh, do a couple of polls in it and see how it works. Um, Cause he, i telling him exactly what it's doing. His assumption is that, that, Cheap boost controller is probably not holding boost properly.
1: That's possible. And it's just I can see that.
0: weird. It's just doing weird things. So I'm not 100% convinced, only because of that issue ahead, where occasionally it just smokes out the back of the car. <laughs> so we'll see. I still think it's probably a bad turbo, but either way, it's uh, step one is uh, trying to find out what kind of boost it's making. So
1: well, that's what I was trying to tell you was grab a manual gauge and just yep. 100%. No, hundred percent. I uh, I yeah.
0: I have it saved in my Amazon to to do it. I haven't bought the part yet. Um, again, it was summertime and the car got parked, and it was just I didn't even think about it. I I honestly, other than walking by it when I was going to lawn, forgot it existed. So that was uh kind of this whole summer's plan with the car I was not even worried about it. I concentrated on the Corolla so much that I didn't even didn't even think about it. So anyway, yeah, unfortunately, I lost my two two of my four drivers, two of my three drivers um the day before the event uh and honestly i didn't even think naomi was gonna be able to drive a car out because of the birthday party and shuttling around some other kids in the family um that she had been asked to do but at the end that got changed so she was able to bring the porsche out a little little late unfortunately since i didn't know she was going to be doing that i didn't get the porsche properly cleaned and i'm a little embarrassed about how dirty it was but oh boy listen i have this like it's my thing like i'm really good at keeping cars nice and clean and i drove that car all summer and i haven't given it much love other than washing it so it was starting to get faded again from the sun because it's phoenix and i hadn't been maintaining it so i had a little bit of a little bit of paint fade more than i liked so um it's funny because i wasn't gonna have her bring it because of that and then ron was like why do you only have one car here So I told him my tale of woe of drivers having to back out for various reasons. Yeah. And he's like, so now he's coming. And I was like, yeah. Oh, what's she driving? I was like, she's going to drive her car and she's going to park out in the spectator lot. He's like, absolutely not. I was like, no, she happened. That's, that's what happened. She's like, no, have her bring the damn car. And I was like, no, it's fine. And he's like, no, have her bring the damn car. So he peer pressured me. So, uh, also, he peer pressured me, and I told him the car was dirty, and he said he would help me clean it when I got there, which uh, turned out wasn't true, but that's beside the point. Um, but he peer pressured me to the level where I was pretty sure he was just going to call her and tell her to bring the car if I didn't, so I figured I probably should. So I called her, and she was like, yeah, 100% I'll drive the car. Obviously, I like driving the car. So she brought the car out. Uh, also... She said that the tires made a huge improvement over the old tires as well. So, it's not just me. Um, Yeah, so the car was there. Did it look great? I don't think it did. Parked it in the back, and it is what it is. I was considering bringing it to the November event in LA just to make up for it and have it all clean for that event. But we'll see what happens.
1: Okay. I'm sure everybody noticed, and they all hate you you now.
0: I, I, you know why everybody knows? And I, brought it up. I brought it up to everybody because I was so embarrassed by it. I had to let it know okay. it's not how it normally looks. So anyway, Radisson Show was, I think I talked about it in the podcast before. Uh, I met uh, Michael Carpenter at, he runs um, IDR Racing, Italian Design Racing. Uh, they're IDR87 on Instagram. He brought out the LM002 Lamborghini, towing a Koenig Special Three twenty-eight Ferrari, uh, turbo, and won Radisson Show handily. <laughs> so that was super cool for him to bring that out. Um, another friend of the show, Tim, has a couple RX sevens. He's got an FD and an, F- and an SA, uh, and he won Radist Imports. I think it was Radist Imports with his immaculate uh, blue seventy-nine or eighty RX seven. Sa, uh, super cool car, like one hundred percent original, right down to the paint. Um, it's a, it's it's as nice as my my father's FB is. Like, it's a super nice car. Um, other cars of note, uh, there was a Ferrari three forty eight race car with plates on it, which was kind of cool. Um, there was a showroom fresh, like. Legitimately showroom fresh 1998 Ford Contour SVT with a five-speed that won Rattest Domestic because it was one was the last time you saw one of those that was nice. Like, and especially this nice. Um, Fred Christian, who's a big Cressida guy out here, had finished his wagon in time, and he has an immaculate, like, almost 100-point restored 80... Six crested a station wagon. Um, that was super cool to see out there. I mean, uh, Instagram name Rogue Montero brought out his Pajero Evo, mm-hmm. and he parked it up with our our friend Josh from Adventure Driven Design and uh, our other our other Montero friend Evan Martin, and they all had a little corner of the the lot parked up to themselves. Um, super super rad time. I mean, it's the the venue is cool. It was at Radford Racing School um they were super stoked to have us there uh it's super low low risk i think for radwood to be there because i'm pretty sure that Haggerty owns all of these entities so it probably didn't cost them anything to have it there either which is probably a big reason that it was there so if they don't own radford racing school they're definitely a huge partner with radford racing school i know that at least so um yeah it was a good time uh i hope they do it again next year in talking to Art when I was leaving, it seems like hopefully they will, um, maybe a little bit later in the year, only because October is such a hit or miss time in Phoenix. It can still be 110 degrees, uh, and it it was like at two o'clock in the afternoon, which probably mm. probably also stopped a few people from coming out. I think if the event was in December or January, I think we might have had a bigger a bigger attendance. From people wanted to come out with old cars without AC. So again, having it at night was was key because obviously it cools off here, and it was like eighty degrees by the end of the event, and it was a gorgeous night. But and the sunset pictures are awesome. So yeah, it was cool. I uh, I, I like that they're trying to introduce more and more extra stuff, like uh, you know the drifting demo and and whatnot while it's going on. So yeah, I, it was it was definitely a it felt like an old school Radwood and that was cool that was that was good to feel so thanks to those guys had a good time so um not to overshadow andrew but you had our favorite new england event this weekend too. did you not one of our favorites
1: i think i've got some newer favorites but it's it's still up there
0: the old standby yeah um not now that staggered and uh uh what was life. the other one grid life ha- happened like they probably a little more than this but this is the old standby
1: uh, yeah, the Japanese Car Day at Lars Anderson Auto Museum in Brookline.
0: And it stopped um, raining just long enough for the show?
1: It didn't rain at all this past week. Well, it rained a little bit on Saturday. But, um yeah, it was clear. It was a little cooler, but it was nice. It was sunny. And uh, a bunch of our local friends were also on the Discord, came by. You know, Chris bought, like, three of his cars, the Delica, the Chariot, the uh, Ripu, they brought
0: um, like, three cars. Wow, fancy man. Yeah, uh,
1: Scott, stylus guy, brought his stylus out. It's Japanese.
0: That's all he's he got. Um, I, I noticed that. Uh, well, it's not all he has. All he has is Japanese. I noticed that yeah. uh, he left his hood closed and didn't put his sign out in front. And now I feel legitimately no, I did. bad. I did. Yeah, I, I legitimately um, bad. I, I feel like it's entirely my fault that I've sucked all the fun out of this man's life. And nah. uh, I, <laughs> different
1: uh, type of crowd.
0: I apologize greatly for, for cyberbullying him into not opening his hood and not putting There's his There's plenty
1: up of people with open hoods there. <laughs> Some cars were really, really nice engines. Others were like, okay, you could just close that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Um, And then our other friend, Jordan, who Dots and pickup. Oh, excellent. Which had hood up because it has a really cool engine. So
0: see now that's, again, I, I agree with having the hood up on vehicles with really cool engine base. And that is definitely a cool engine bay with his twin side draft carbs and his deep mm-hmm. painted everything. So yep. Definitely rad.
1: And um, I brought the G20 because
0: it was available and easy. Sure. And, uh, and it's it is shined
1: up now and it looks yeah. good.
0: And it's a crowd pleaser. Honestly, like people like that car, especially with the Marat headlights.
1: There was a lot of people into it. I was surprised. Uh, yeah, and it was funny. Just randomly, the there's a show car Subaru GC Coupe that I've seen it like staggered in grid life parked next to me. Also has Morette headlights.
0: Yeah, and those are only like two of the like four cars that Morette headlights are even available for that were sold in the yeah. US market. Yeah,
1: it really throws people off with the G20 because they don't they're like, what is that car? Because it, it's not even a. Uh, alternate model headlights it's just a random tuning company from spain
0: oh they're super cool i mean it's it makes the car awesome so i get it
1: i swapped the black eight spokes back onto it excellent they're more of a like
0: jdm wheel more of a show wheel i guess yeah um also the tires you wanted to not fall apart in the way there
1: (laughs) yeah i'll get to that project updates i guess um and um yeah, it was like it was fun. There's was, there was so many people like it. I we left a little bit late uh, and we we're almost not there in time to get in. So the show starts at nine and it was like filled at like eight fifty five.
0: Yeah, I heard they were turning cars away at nine, even cars that are pre-registered, which is a bit of yeah. a a bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, I I think that so when that show first started, there was a fear, we would carry that show. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was a fear that it wouldn't be able to sustain the amount of cars needed so there was not there were no cutoffs and no rules um i really think that they might need to think about instituting some kind of a pre-registered only either pre-reg only or i don't want to be a huge like spoil here but like maybe a pre-05 rule or something it needs it needs something to i don't know it needs something <laughs> Because every year there's like four bone stock brand new Honda records too for some reason which take us no there wasn't the, this year no it, it used to be the issue no. but no no
1: there's all show car stuff it's I mean the whole the whole like 350Z 300ZX like crew rolled in like right as I was rolling in sure um what uh whatever I mean
0: oh five wouldn't cut those guys out though
1: they so. they um you know the show used to be carried by the Dotson Club so.
0: Yep. And then it transitioned to like us and our friends. <laughs> yeah. So but no, it's it's always been a great time. I always enjoy it. I I do like support in that museum. I, I'm bummed I haven't been there to see the rally car exhibit.
1: There's some so. super clean cars that again, you're like Where are the where are these cars? Like I never see them. Like yeah, there's a bunch of cars I've seen, there's a bunch of cars I've never seen.
0: So yeah, from the, the few pictures I saw, everything looked pretty amazing. So
1: yeah
0: it's always been one of my favorite local events out there
1: yeah there was like just some a couple super clean like 8086s that i'd never seen before um there was actually a really nice like 99 vr4 uh 3000 gt um that was actually like super clean and perfectly stock it's like the it's, it's funny that like a lot of those are like starting to come out of the woodwork now yep like people put them away and didn't use them and
0: there's there's those a huge sports cars. There's a huge contingent of AE eighty sixes and uh T E seventy two Corollas down in like Connecticut. Uh, and mm-hmm. I bet those cars probably like Connecticut plates that came up too. But there's uh I was looking at pictures this past year uh, on eight six day and there was a meet in Connecticut and it was like, Oh my god, is this Connecticut or is this like SoCal? Like there yeah. were twenty-five cars there and they were all dumb clean. So
1: there was a gc C eight. Uh, coupe so wrx uh it looked like a it had to be a 22b clone it wasn't i don't think it was a real 22b like there's no way sure um but it was a really well done clone like it had the wide six boat speed lines the flares there's a half cage uh i i didn't see it with the hood up i saw a picture that somebody on instagram that somebody when the hood was up it's got like like the shaved front fenders that look like the WRC car where they're just like flat sheet metal. Like they look like tubs. Okay. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yep. No, a lot of drift guys do that too.
1: Yeah. Um, probably to make up for the wide fenders and had some like crazy engine work with the top mount. It looked really, really cool and super nice and had like a later like GD STI interior, you with know, the blue, Al- blue Alcantara. Car, right? yeah. Um Yeah. Really, really cool looking car actually.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not the world's biggest Subaru fan. In fact, I've never well, I have owned one. Subaru I love yet, GC8s. But that body that's, style in particular is yeah. so good. So good.
1: Uh, what else was like it was super cool. Um
0: I mean, there was just a bunch
1: of stuff. It was I mean, the only thing that's annoying is like again, the people leaving. It's like you just not
0: leave a show like a jerk. Right? That's also no one a very hoity toity area with a lot of people with uh, a lot of money. And it's only going to take the right person to get that whole event well, shut down.
1: I, I don't live in an area with million dollar homes either, but I'd still, I still get annoyed with people with crackle tunes. So oh, yeah, I'm
0: not, I'm not saying it's just because of that, but I'm saying they, crackle they tunes money, are
1: annoying. they have the money to fight it
0: is what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Um, it's just like just stop. Like it's so annoying. Like yep. I don't
0: even... it's not impressive. And it, You're not impressing anybody.
1: And it's a lot of like Mark V super autos, like the new Supra. Like yes. it's just Oh, well,
0: it's because they're BMWs, so the crackle tune is easy.
1: Like the worst, like just accessories and then just crackle tunes out of there. Like just stop, please.
0: Yeah. Uh, we don't have so a lot. Like my of-
1: favorite thing now is leaving shows with all these kids videoing and just going as slow as possible.
0: Shifting at like twenty three hundred. <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing. And I've always done that. Even back in the day, when it all first started, with leaving a show with a Camaro, people tell you, you know, to a burnout, and just like, absolutely not. <laughs> You're not paying for no. my tires. Why am I doing that for? <laughs> I don't want. I don't want you to have a video of me doing that. I'm going to do burnouts. It's going to be my own personal preference and my own personal videos that I'm going to take myself. So, no, I, it's I agree just like super annoying. Well, it's just it's but. the whole thing of you don't want to ruin everything that you like, and that's going to ruin things you like. So, people are going to start complaining, and then events aren't going to happen. So, I was actually I was legitimately nervous about that with with Radwood being at nighttime here, and there being drifting in an adjacent parking lot like I was like hmm I should say parking lot I should say track because it was a track
1: but Why? I' said like a racetrack uh,
0: but I was afraid that people were going to start acting foolish in the parking lot you know just no. because of you know mental mentality and that's what happens at nighttime car shows uh, but thankfully uh, it, it ended very calmly and everybody was an adult about things and left so and then it's in the middle of nowhere and if they want to do a pull onto the highway great <laughs> it's fine. So. But yeah, no, it's annoying. Stop doing it. Be a normal human being. Time and a place. Actually, it's not even true. There is no time and place for crackle tunes. They don't do anything. They only exist. They only exist to be annoying.
1: They exist to be annoying and to gather attention.
0: Yeah. This goes back to Bub Rub and Little Sis back in the day with their whistle tips. Yeah. It's the same same energy.
1: So Anyway, that was a really good show, and awesome. I'm happy we got it in with no rain, so,
0: yeah, considering it's been raining pretty much uh every day there,
1: I really tried to take the glant. I got it out, I got a sticker on it um it's not rolling very easily, so I think one of the calipers is stuck, which is annoying, but I also if you just drive it for enough, a year.
0: it'll just go through it'll power through it. it's fine, yeah,
1: <laughs> I've done that,
0: yeah power through it oh, um,
1: So, uh, Did it he was funny though. Power, so. it's fine. It is. Um it was funny though cuz I I brought it to the sticker guy and he was like, "Oh, I haven't seen one of these in forever." This thing's super cool. I was like, "All right, I'm definitely passing." I'm
0: passing this time. Yeah, this guy's not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh he
1: was asking me about the ones that are down the street. I was like, ah, I've never tried that guy. I gotta go I gotta go down there and see him, see what's up. I about. talked
0: I've talked to him, but he's definitely he wasn't selling last time I talked to him, so very long time well, ago.
1: I don't care if he's not selling right now, but I'll just tell him. Listen, if you don't wanna sell yeah. down the street.
0: Yeah, he uh, I mean I was in no business I was in no position to buy them from him either because when I was giving him a hard time for not fixing his galap VR fours, I also had a galap VR four that was just sitting not being touched, so
1: I don't want them, yeah. But I don't want them to get thrown away. Is the right. problem? Yeah, like me and old so. colts. Anyway, so um,
0: speaking of which, actually, a real quick, subject to change. My yeah. colt is almost back together. So
1: is it almost back together? I I saw he just had the engine out. I actually the, saw the Brad en- at- engines.
0: The engines out, and he's got all the, the, the machine works all done, and it just needs to be assembled and put back together. But like, it's all been cleaned up and. It's been, it's already. I don't
1: know that. I don't know if that's like almost ready to go back together, but yeah.
0: But it's it's a lot further along than it was when I had it. Put yeah. it that way. I, I actually like saw him winter. at, he, he was there at Japanese Car Day. Oh, is he? Excellent. Yeah.
1: So was Jeremy Nutt, but he didn't have his uh, talent done yet. So excellent. Anyway. But yeah. Um, yeah. Project Car Updates. I,
0: yeah, I did mine already. So it's only you.
1: Yeah, I took the D20 to a track day. That was last Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, I've been trying to figure out what the difference was with, with these Falcon 660s versus 615s, and I think I figured it out. Uh, they are considerably softer. Um, I ran a lot faster in the second uh, session. Got them up to temp. I was, like, really hustling some laps, and... Uh, I completely roasted the left front tire. Interesting. Like, like destroy, like it's, I could probably, I'm looking at it because I took them off. I'm like, all right, I could throw it on the rear because it won't really, it might not uh, put as much pressure on it. Okay. And Um, yeah, just Thompson has a lot of right hand turns.
0: Sure. I was going to ask if was a right hand turn heavy track.
1: Yep, and just being a front-wheel drive, you're just late braking, putting a lot of weight on that outside uh, front tire as you're turning, and uh, yeah, it just ruined it. So, several people are like, oh, they like more pressure. I'm like, well, I was running pretty high pressure. So, And then I've heard some other people say that they aren't good for front-wheel drive cars. That's so, I'm true. like, well, maybe that's the problem. Um, I should run more negative camber. I can't is yeah. just camera limited, Cambered unfortunately. Out. Yeah, I've got the max. I've already got the Cusco arms that adjust it the most it can go. So, uh, I could run some more in the rear by putting like the camera bolts because it's got struts. Sure. Because uh, I did notice when I took off the rear tires, the inside of the rear tires was basically brand new. Interesting. Like it, they hadn't been touching. <laughs> so, um. I will probably go back to uh, 6.15s.
0: I mean just just for longevity's sake, you're not you're not setting records and winning races here, so you might as well use yeah the tire that lasts longer. They
1: last longer. They're like if I was doing like a time attack, the six sixties. But it wasn't clear from any of the marketing or any of the stuff on Tire Rack what the actual difference was because the tread wear was the same.
0: Well, I uh, I should uh, try to convince you now to go for some, uh, 600, give them a go.
1: So yeah, that's, that was my pedantic correction is that, uh, you can over tire a car.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And I, I found the limit. This, the G20 is perfect on six fifteens. Anything stickier. It's not as great. I mean, I mean, it probably is trying to win a race. Yeah. It did stick better. And I did run faster. What felt like faster. I don't do any timing on purpose
0: um if you were doing a time attack it would be the better choice of a tire
1: it would be but But my tire budget is to buy one set a year right and i've nearly destroyed this set in two events eight sessions which is not great
0: thankfully though it's the end of the year so
1: yeah and i'll get a few more out of them uh the beginning next year and then i'll buy some new ones it's whatever that's you that's the part of the game when you want to do track days, your tires are consumable, so yep, you just try to spread it out a little bit more.
0: Nope, I get it i uh I certainly have a hard time with tires myself, so I get you
1: well, it's either that or they age out. I either wear them out so fast or they age out, right It's like <laughs>
0: well, most of the tires are my street cars. Which all my cars are street cars, they age out before they wear out. So, yeah. I really, really wear out tires. Like, I probably have to put tires in the Colt next year because I put them on the car when I bought it. And what was that, 2014.
1: And what I would do with the the black eight spokes um, when I wear the Zenuses out that are on them, just from driving, because they're definitely heat cycled out, but they're fine for driving around the street. I will go back to some Yoko Flavas for that.
0: Because they're much more Those are really those good. Yep.
1: Yeah, for 300 treadwear, those are like a really good tire.
0: Yep. Excellent. I wish they made those in 14s.
1: Yeah, I know. It's kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I can do a quick back to my earlier conversation. Um, the Mercore was in the uh, Coker tire booth um, because Coker tire is trying to get into the. 80s, 90s car market because they don't have before that. Um, So, they were one of the things they were doing at the show is they were walking around all the stockish looking cars and they were writing down tire sizes. Yeah. Um, Trying to get themselves like 14s familiar with more common sizes for cars that are coming up in the world. So,
1: 14s are nearly impossible to get because you're limited to like
0: Chinese tires. I am very aware. Um, thankfully, I can get uh, Falcon 615s, but that's about it. It's either 615s, Chinese tires, or like full-on r That's all I can really get yeah. in 14s. So um, I have Chinese tires on the Corolla for now. And when I have the... I have another set of wheels that I'm going to put a set of 615s on to do track days. So, Which will be happening fairly soon, actually, because I was talking to another friend who came to Redwood from a track day, actually. And uh, just talking to him about track day events locally. So I'll be doing some track day events, I think, with uh, my friend Jacob here pretty pretty soon. So anyway, that's all. Yep. Cool. cool. Episode in the books. It is an episode. I think that was it. That was and all I had. I, I got nothing left. Well,
1: you wanted to talk about uh, you're setting up a thing for Scale Autocast. I did.
0: uh, Scale Autocast, our uh, on-again, off-again thought process, but actual active Instagram page. And in conjunction with that and our Discord page, we're doing another Plastic Bottle build-off. Originally, it was going to be to the end of November, but I've not officially announced it till right now, so I'm going to push it to the end of December. Uh, It is a no-rules build-off There are also no prizes for this build-off. It's just to encourage people to get out there and build some models and share some progress, and we will share them amongst all of our social media accounts uh, and in the Discord group as well. You don't need to be a member of the Discord group in order to participate. Uh, It will make it easier to share things, but you don't need to be. So um, look out for a post all across our social media platforms um, announcing what's happening with that. uh and uh, and going from there i'm hoping we can encourage some people to build some models because it's uh it's a hobby that you and i both love and hate and love to hate at the same time um but we want people to do it because we don't want the hobby to die so doing our best to push it out there and get the people to build some stuff plus winter's coming on the east coast so get an indoor car hobby this winter right so yeah And uh, I'm going to guilt Andrew into building something that's not a non painted snap kit, hopefully. So, I don't know. I got a couple sitting here calling my name. There you go. So, anyway, that's where we're at. So, painted snap kits (laughs) to do two then. So, follow follow the page scale autocast for that. Uh, Follow me personally at TSISS350 on Instagram. Even though Instagram has been frustrating me lately, that's where that's where we're at. That's our final frontier for social media, really. So, Andrew, where can they find the podcast and you?
1: Find the podcast AutoTop Podcast on Instagram. You find me on Instagram, Race and Anger. Um, yeah, that's it. We're kind of, I mean, maybe Threads is back. I don't know. Kind of trying to make it a thing. It's certainly better than the old uh, Twitter that's now X. So, yeah. I'm over there sometimes.
0: Yeah. Is anyway, it, what what do they call tweets now by the way?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's terrible branding. I I, I, I
0: heard somebody they call them excretions, and I was like, that's gross. But it's also kind of funny, but then I was like platform. I was like that's kind of like an Elon thing to do. He probably wants them to be called excretions.
1: Yeah. I don't really so, care. I no, really I mean I haven't
0: I haven't even logged into there for since I don't know months now, gave up. so Yep.
1: um yeah the only thing i my complaint now about instagram is the hashtags are like they like messed them up it's like really hard to look for like a show that you were yep. just at unless it has a good hashtag
0: my two complaints about about that are a the hashtags uh because if you search hashtags it doesn't give you recent it just gives you popular again nope um, Yeah, and also just the engagement um doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense how one post can get 150 likes and another post can get 38. Um, yeah, it's Social media is become less social and more corporate overlords, of course. So yeah, I think that's just the way everything goes nowadays. Well, anyway. Whatever. It's not very analog of us to talk about that. It's not, but we're doing a podcast, which is also not analog. So it's we are. fine. Keep your cars analog and your podcast digital.
1: Yep. All right. And on that note, I mean, you already said it. I guess we have to just go.
0: Well, I mean, you can still say aim for the roses. It's fine. God oh, damn it. I said that now too. All over again. All right. Do those things. That's it. Talk to you later. Yeah. See you next week. Bye.